0: man i want to there we go now i want to get straight into it man because it's your first time on the platform right and the whole city know you but you grew up in watts right roger that yep born and raised watts baby watts baby what's up with it what part of Watts you grew up in i grew up in an area called fudge town it's uh the houses that's in between the jordan down projects and the imperial court projects the residence right there the the houses the streets and shit they call them back streets but it's kind of like the front streets because you got to pass by us to get, you know, to whatever projects you're going to or whatever. But we all down the line in Wilmington, in between Wilmington and Alameda, uh, by the 105 Freeway, in between Century. And, you know, I'll say in between Firestone and the 105 Freeway, the mm-hmm. Firestone District, the Watch Babies. Right. OK. So so let me ask you, man, around. Let, let me say before. Let's just say before. Before the before the the of money, the FTM, before the the. Before you was young Bronco, man, before, you know, when you was a kid, what was it like growing up in Wasp for you before all of the drama and before everything, bro? You know, growing up as a kid, growing up as a kid in Wasp was good. I mean, being a kid, you're a kid, so you're growing up with the different kids that's either in your same age bracket, of mm-hmm. course, and their younger brothers and your younger brothers and sisters are growing up. We all growing up together and everybody has their own graduating dates in order to you know, excel to the next level. If it's graduating from sixth grade and going on to seventh and eighth and ninth grade and then graduating from ninth grade, you got your different stages of growth and development that each individual goes through, you know, as being part of wherever you at, whatever ghetto you in, you know, you got, you know, the kids that's in your brother and sister age bracket that's younger than you. You also know the, the people that's in the age bracket above. It's how you get surrogate big sisters and big brothers and big homies and, mm. you know, homegirls and shit like that. It's like a in your neighborhood, you're familiar with the neighbor that lived next door to you to the left and to the right, right, across the street. All of the families are familiar with each other. And if you come from a family that got a strong lineage in that area, then they familiar with your grandpops and your grandma, they, they familiar with your Nana and your Paw and all your aunts and That's uncles it. went to school with their aunts and uncles. Your moms went to school with their moms and they pops and shit like that. So everybody familiar with everybody. Only the people that move into the area that didn't grow up there or start off there um, kind of have a rough time whatever you finna get or go through as far as your your of right passage, the shit that's on your resume that you did yeah that's what it is whether you moved in there or grow up there you're gonna have to fade you're gonna have to do your fighting and stand in your ground and squabble up and if you take part in the gunplay if you get shot at enough times you're gonna pick up a glamour and shoot at some shit too you probably gonna you don't shoot back shot at, then you ain't going to have that type of shit to have to deal with. But if you're dealing with situations where motherfuckers shooting at you and your friends and shit like that, couple of y'all get knocked down. You got obituaries from when you was like 13, 14. That's when your stack start. They don't stack when you grown. Mm. And, and the, where we come from, your obituary stacks start when you a kid. That's a you fact. You moved junior high school, ninth grade and shit like that. And, you know, it's, it's like that. So when they be feeling like, when the world be feeling like, um, People who take part in that type of culture are heartless. Yeah, it's not that. It's the same as growing up in Iraq or Iran when that's the norm. When you see kids with three fingers because they practice making pipe bombs and shit like that, well, that's the normal thing where they come from. Normal thing. This is a normal thing. So it's not a a, oh my god moment or aha moment. This is a yeah we. You know the drill, duck, when you start hearing the bullets and shit and hope it ain't one of your people because this is what go on in the ghetto while we growing up in it. You ain't never lied about that. Let me ask so you, you this. Adapt to our surroundings or either succumb to the surroundings, adapt to the surroundings or get out of it if you don't get knocked down. It's it's just that. That's the picture that we be painting in our in our hieroglyphics. It's called rhymes and music. To me, it's called our hieroglyphics. We paint our culture in the rhymes and shit. That's the story that's told because the rhymes live past the motherfucker that's telling it. That's correct. This is true. Now, let me let me ask you this, man. Because you grew up in a different era than me. So, like, when you was growing up, bro, was it always the... the? Because at one point, you know, all the OGs will always tell you, you know, we used to fight. We used to do this. We used to do that. Did you grow up in that time where it was fighting before the, the gunplay or was it just straight shooting all the time? No, I grew up in the fighting area. We in the fighting era where uh, see a lot of my big homies and shit like that, they didn't grow up cripping, they was already grown. Fudge town was already established with their brown rags already in that area that I grew up in. It was all they already had a name for themselves already amongst the other areas and shit like that. But they wasn't cripping because cripping hadn't came, you know, the 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 little the atmosphere of crippling and blood and hadn't developed and it hadn't got to them. When it started, Crippin and Blood, and we was growing up. I was growing up during the era of crippling and Blood, and so all mm-hmm. of my my big homies, the G's, before my my generation, yeah. And they tattoos, they got F T M, the three letters. The but moment. everybody in my generation on down got four letters. That's F T M C, because we was the last hood to choose a side. We've always been brown rats, and we never never abandoned the brown rat. But we on the dominant Crip side of the tracks. And In that time of game when gangbanger gangbang was at its thriving heights, the full court press was on. So whenever me and my niggas hit the county jail and shit like that, niggas, where y'all from? First mafia. We right, bang and right. the whole shit, but we browned up niggas like y'all blood the cribs, nigga. Then we look at each other. We young niggas though. We young, we, we young mafias though. So we figuring it out how to how to address that issue when it's time to address that issue. And whenever motherfuckers, because we ain't, I ain't no stay in the hood ass nigga, I'm all over the place. I'm in this neighborhood over there. I got partners from different hoods where you don't get out in the world, you ain't gonna have no friends nowhere. I got partners gonna... from other hood. This is so nigga see me and see me. So for me to be all browned up with my brown hat on and my, it's the same as a blood to have it's all red on, or a crip that wear a, a bright ass blue like teal blue or something. You right. know, a pop in the area we come from, the brown means something. This shit to get your head knocked off if you got the you in the right area in the wrong time with this shit on. It means something where I come from, like a black rag dude or a gray rag dude in Long Beach. That's a fact. Now let me ask you, man, because you, like, for you, you, you kind of, it was a little different for you, man. You, you grew up in the hood, right? But what school did you attend to? Like, what school, like elementary and junior high, did you attend? Well, I say it like this: I was brought home from the hospital to the address that I grew up in in the hood. I hmm. didn't move to the hood and discover that it was. I was always there. I grew up in my mama hood. My, that's my motherhood. My mother and her brothers and sisters. And, my uncle was an OG for town, so I went to Catholic school, the Catholic school that's in my hood, though. Right, uh-huh. So I went to a Catholic school where we had nuns stationed there from the Vatican and the archdiocese and shit like that, so we had, like, Sister Mary, Sister Rocio and shit, the ones that'll grab your ear and pull you to the corner yeah. when you're and shit like that. <laughs> when you fucking up, yeah. And fucking up in class, Sister Mary gonna come snatch a nigga up by the ear and say, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. You bring your ass here, God damn it." Right, right. With that Spanish accent or her little short head, but she was, she didn't mistreat anybody or nothing like that. I can't say that I had an ill experience, you know, growing up as far as that part of growing up and shit like that. Catholic school was cool. It got me advanced and shit like that. So I was like the only black kid in my, one of two black kids or one of three black kids in my class, like I Moreno. So I've been around a lot of different Spanish speaking dialects and shit from Panamanian Spanish to Dominican Spanish to Spanish from Honduras and all over the, because it was kids all in my classroom that was from all over the place. And Watts, where I grew up in Fudgetown, the area that I grew up in, is a place where you got people from different cultures who have grown up there for, just, for a couple of You'll see a black man with a Mexican wife that's from Mexico, and they family and everything been established in Watts for years. So they like the grandparents now, and they kids is mixed and shit, and they live in that kind of life too. It ain't but, just one family. It's three or four on every block and shit like that throughout the years before I was born and brought up. So I witnessed this kind of shit. So it's not unusual in that area for a black kid to have a Mexican girlfriend and them have kids and that be okay not looked at as a, what the fuck are y'all doing? That's regular normal behavior for this area right here. This is where we do this at. Right, understood. So it was a lot of, you would say intermingling. Everybody was, the blacks and the browns was, was getting along. Everybody was intermingling at that time in that area right there. Indeed, this is how you got certain blacks that's from a Mexican gang, and how you got certain Mexicans that's from a Crip gang or a blood gang, because you got the, the mesh, the mingling of the meshes, the, the, the joining of the meshes based on friendship growing up and the camaraderie and everything. Next door neighbor, Lalo, next door next na- carlos this way. You got <laughs> Al them over there, and they know <laughs> you you across the street from them too. What the fuck? Y'all go to school together, y'all go to the same store together, y'all flipping. A cannonball in the same public pool all that kind of shit the same bullets that's flying over there by you flying over there by him too because he's right there him. too and what now do you now now being an adult right do you see was there a do you re, was there a difference that you can tell from uh going to catholic school versus everybody that was around you that didn't go to the same type of that getting that didn't get the same type of schooling you got was it a difference Definitely. It was definitely a difference. It wasn't so much more um, uh, a stricter kind of structure, but it was more structured in regards to focusing on all of the different aspects. And it was less clowning in class because the nuns wasn't going for your bullshit. In public school, you got certain public school teachers that actually take their job seriously and they can reach the students and they know that there's a way to reach each student on a learning platform where I can actually introduce you to things that I want you to learn and you can grasp it. And then there's other ones, I got to wash my hands of it because you would either the class clown or you this or that, not, not really knowing that these different kids who might be considered the trash in the class might be suffering from different things that they going through in their environment where they growing up, you might have the girl in class that's up but she might be dealing with the touchy philly uncle at home okay yeah. we going we gonna magnify all of the what ifs and shit because these are tangible realities for people in the ghetto you have, you might live with grandmoms and shit, and your moms, you know, might be strung out on dope, or pops might be in prison, or your mom, pops might be dead moms, you know, vice whatever the situation is, and grandmoms don't have the finances to get you all the finest things for you to be looking how you wanna look amongst your peers so you look a little less than so your self-esteem ain't there on your behalf, little homie girl, or little homie dude who don't never have the jays, and every other kid be clowning you like, what are those, and you know, that kid has a life too. Everybody, the cool kid don't always end up with the shits at the end of. The story. Sometimes the nerd get all the shit. <laughs> That's a fact too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like a cool nigga that was doing all the bullshit don't end up with a positive dope ass life at the end. Sometimes his life is over and he don't get to get no gray whisker, no platinum whiskers in his face. He was fucking up when he was a kid. He was. Hey, you 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 got a point there, man. <laughs> you know what's so? Because I, I I I interviewed my bud, my bro Cato. Man, shout out to Cato. Kato shout, out to kato. Yeah, Big look, shout out to kato look man i interviewed him too and i asked him i'm like what was it like okay because you you was in a smack dead in the middle of the hood right yeah right it, there the, the, it, it's crazy to see how and now you grew up in a two-parent household i grew up in a two-parent household my parents are still married right now none of them have been, my pops ain't never been in prison my moms and pops ain't never been on dope neither one of them that night, no shit. Like I'm the only fuck up in the house, and I'm the oldest of three kids. My sister is in the middle, and my brother is, you know, young. But we all grew up in Watts, so we all got them thorny edges because you grow up in the ghetto, and you you develop a certain kind of tough skin, a certain kind of, you know, repellent for bullshit. You know, a way that. to deal, a way to deal with that and shit, and, and not get ate up. You know, you can be polite and I come it's dignity and respect, and I guess some of the flyest motherfuckers with the most intellect that I've ever come across in the ghetto. Don't fuck with the rest of the world or none of that shit. They keep their smarts amongst their people and share it like that. Facts. What they know oh. I, I know some smart cribs. I, I know some smart intelligent bloods, Pirul, some brims. I know some smart cribs. I, every crib I know ain't no dumbass nigga. Every crib that I know ain't no dumbass nigga. Nigga, you one of the smart cribs. What are you talking about? You speaking about yourself, nigga, what you saying? What? Speak about the group that I come from that groomed me. I come yeah. from a group of motherfuckers. I, you know, it's certain motherfuckers in my my big home. It's certain my big homies that was doing certain shit. You know, in mm-hmm. in life, they never they did now and shit, but they ain't never been in prison that did that. Some doing kingpin shit and just grooming motherfuckers to be the best them that they can be, not the best asshole or the best bank robber or the best uh shooter or the just do what you gotta do to survive, and make sure that you take care of the people that you have to take care of, and don't endanger nobody. You can live within the laws of the land and not have to fuck up. Our job is to make a way when it ain't no way. Right now, let me ask you, bro. What? Cause would you say this? Cause you was a you 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 said you was the only fuck up in your family. So would you say the the, the street influence? Cause I'm trying to figure out what made you just really join a gang, or was it per se? You was just hanging with your homeboys and that's just what it was, or was it that well, you your didn't... homeboys a lot of a lot of times this is what it your homeboys is, is the kids that you grew up with. Y'all just saying kids no more. Facts. Right? So right. these your home, the, the definition of homeboy is motherfuckers right there close to home. The motherfuckers that grew up in your house and you grew up in their house. We spend the night back and forth, and I know the number in that house. The house number ain't never changed since we was in elementary school. So I can run it off verbatim right now and ring that motherfucker in the house where his mom and daddy live at and He don't stay there no more Mm because I know him like that. He know me like that. So with that being said, these is the kids that you defend. They defend you. If I'm not there and some motherfucker speaking foul on me, if it's one of my guy guys that love me, fuck with me like that, he's going to be like, "Oh the fuck up. You're not going to say no shit like that in my nigga right now here. I need that. I hear about the fate. He ain't going to call me on the phone and say, hey, cuz, this nigga over here fat-lipping and murder-mouthing you right now. Can you come around the corner and address the issue? That ain't really your partner. If you, a Nigga, you, I fuck with you every day since elementary school, since Johnny struck a match and the match went out. Got my first piece of pussy with you. Smirked my, smoked my first joint with you and shit like that. Rode on the walls with you and shit. Dive in the diving board with you. Play on the same pop Warner team with you. We already been teammates growing up before we had hood involved. We been yeah. hood. Yeah. Only the niggas that, that move to your hood get courted on. The niggas that's day one brought on from the hospital ain't no, no courting me on, nigga. I am hood, nigga. This me. Fuck mm-hmm. you talking about? That's the right. that's the difference in the hood. Nigga ain't courting me on. Fuck you talking about? Fush Town, nigga. I grew up here, born and raised, day one. Right, whole <laughs> life, nigga. Fuck you mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand that. So you you, you you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, so it was like this. The defense that I have right there comes from being picked with from the outside kids that ain't from Town that'll tell you where you from when they trying to press you. Because they seen you coming from this side of town. They seen you walking from over here and they seen you over out here with, mm, understood. So- Great kids, oh, 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 that's, we all stayed, 105th and Corotius, 107th and Corotius, 105th and Lou Dillon, 100, these niggas Town. we looking like, Nigga done told you he on bang fifty seven times, cause mama already done pressed that in the nigga forehead before he leave out the. You ain't in no goddamn gang. No, I'm not, but I am from over here though. Whatever mom, his area is over here, mom. This is where I grew up at, mama. You can't. This, where I, this is where I'm growing up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Best that the bills come to us on this street. Okay, we can't deny the GPS location. So if these kids are gonna pick with me in the in the locker room. At the swimming pool, when we changing out of our clothes, getting in our swimming trunks and shit, what I'm supposed to do? Let them pick with me? Hell no. Or do I fucking defend myself? And Always if they pick defend a- yourself. Buddy, right? And if they picking with baby pickin and baby, he's he not really sure what he going to do, but they look at me and I look at him and fuck that, we going to back to back it. And if they black my eye, they blacking yours, but they ain't going to fuck us up. We going to fuck some up too. That's where that come from. nigga. That's that nigga Lamont. That's that nigga, the, the curly hair with the thick I Watch that nigga, the one that speaks Spanish, cause that, watching cause. And then what, niggas be like, oh shit, it ain't, it ain't come, cause. town nigga. I ain't never told you I was from town You told me I was from town when you seen me and tried to press me. When we had that little head up and I nodded your ass up, you ain't wanna fight me no more. Now you got to pick somebody else from where I come from that's in my pack of friends to pick because you don't want to fight me no more. And no, I didn't whoop every nigga ass, but every nigga that had a chance to get in don't want to get in no more. (laughs) I wasn't picking picking with you. You was picking with me. Right, and you tried to tell me I was a gangbanger. I told you a hundred times I wasn't before I beat your ass. But if this is what banging is, then I'm all in, my nigga, because you ain't ain't finna punk me. My mama a little bitty lady. Yeah, beat my ass if I come on, run to the house and beat on the door. Mama, let me in. These niggas chasing me. She going to be like, yo, ass going to stay out there and address that issue before you (laughs) come in here. You better handle it. You better better take it. Yeah. Some niggas run you up in this yard. You don't live here no more, nigga. And that's just that. And she grew up in Fudge Town. Her brothers is Fudge Town. Yeah. They was Fudge Towns before I was a Fudge Town understood she know she understand the blocks and the terrain where she grew up at she came here from Mississippi and then the rest of her brothers and sisters was born here so my uncles didn't grow up banging but they grew up Town because this area that I grew up in was already called Town by them by them so you you because okay with all of that being said how the hell did you graduate you graduated high school at 15 right 16 16 how that happened I went to Catholic school, and when I got out of Catholic school and I came to public school, I was more advanced than the kids in my class, so they bumped the nigga. Uh, okay. So you went, you left from Catholic school. What public school did you go to? Well, what- I graduated from Catholic. I graduated out of Catholic school in the eighth grade, uh-huh. and then I went to and then I went to Curtis Junior High School in Carson and Delano, one nine zero East Coast Hood with my cousins and shit out there. Uh huh. And I went to school there for a year, the ninth grade. And then I graduated from there and I went to high school in the valley. I didn't go to school in the hood. I didn't go to Centennial or Locke or Jordan. Mine Mom, my mom's was on her send me to the best place that she could send me to. Type as of she shit. should, as she should. I went out to the valley. And so I was one of the homies in the hood who had partners from other places because we meeting up at the same place, these learning centers and shit like that. I'm in the the gifted classes and shit like that. I'm in the advanced art classes and shit like that. I'm in the the drafting classes, and the architectural classes. I'm in the sculpting classes. And this shit that they introducing me to at these schools that they ain't got these motherfucking arithmetic and these things to fuck with and doodle with to see if you can, they ain't got that in these schools where I grew up at. So mom's in her head, she was like, Slow motherfucker got hey, let me he send him. So I she sent me to these places and I just engaged in those different things that was available. The kids uh-huh. in the valley great dancing and shit like that. Soon as I touched the, lin, the, 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 the as soon as I touched the linoleum, it was a rap after that because I was already flipping off the pissy mattresses off the bandos in the hood. So my flip-flop back and my pikes and my whip game and it's my game. I, like, I was already, I was already fit for the job and shit. So when it came time to do that. So, was, let's, let's go. Hey, so let's let's get to it then, right? So okay, because you you the second OG, bro. Outside of I know you and Kato is real, y'all real hip hop outside of this cripping or whatever the hell y'all do, right? So right, when the hell I'm gonna start from the jump with you, cuz I don't think people know. I don't I don't know if the world seen your artwork yet, right? When the I, hell I, did I you start doing it, that though? It's funny you say that you can that draw because... your ass off. Thank you, bro. It's uh yeah. it's funny you say that because I kind of just kept all them things that I do separate. So whoever know I draw, you don't know I rhyme and that I, you know, and none of that other shit. You just know that I that I draw. Okay. The motherfuckers that know I rap don't know I draw. You just know that I rap. You don't know nothing about that I draw and all this other shit. I ain't mm-hmm. I ain't I, I never mixed, I never mixed the you know, the shits. Right. So when they just, when one motherfucker that's a fan of my music find out this nigga, Bronk, Drew, he does not, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck else do this nigga do? And then right. it's, that's where the get cause I never, I never introduced myself out in the world as I'm Bronco from nationwide river ride. I always just been Bronco Fush, and, and I never, if I'm meeting a chick, a female or something like that, I never, oh, well, you know, you can find me on such and such and try to make her interest be more in me, make my va- my value up to make her for show fuck with me. You will find, you will discover who I am later if you find, if you if we fuck with each other that, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, with, with, in that, you know, in that amount of time, you'll find out if not, I'm not gonna lead my situation with my, my whatever my little stardom or my fame is. I never did that type of shit. So I always presented myself as, the motherfucker that my nan and my mama didn't raise the nigga that grew up in and I'm regular. I do what I do. Keep a job and keep a hustle and keep a sack. I'm regular nigga front of hood. I ain't special at all. I just do these things and the homies know I do them. Was it a reason you kept it separate? Cause it's it's funny to me that you was everything that you like all your talents, bro, is hip-hop from art from the art to the rapping. To the to the we're gonna get into to the breaking and everything right what why yeah. what, what what was the point of keeping this separate like what i don't under, i don't get it what was was it I calculated or I, was it not cool to be doing that when you was cripping i wasn't calculating it at all i just can i can reflect back on it and see because i've been asked this question before and when i look back on it i'm like it's because i never mixed the crowds before. i never mixed the crowds when i was breakdancing, i wasn't rapping breakdown when I stuck when I got when I felt like I was too old to do Thomas flares and windmills and head spins in 1990s and, and you know all of that when I was too old to do all of that in my opinion mm-hmm. the evolution the evolution of the linoleum pushed me towards the mic mm, so yo you, you you went and you would say you you transitioned in like stages so you and wasn't then, okay understood I got you so yeah and then at the end of it all you I have- wasn't even interested in. I wasn't ever even interested in being an MC or being a rapper or writing a rhyme down or playing with it or nothing. I liked poetry and shit. I, I never took it serious, but I always had the passion. I would play around with. It. You know, I'm able to play around with it. Your brother in the car or something. And freestyle when you when you fumble the words and fall off. You laugh it off and don't never do it no more. I play with it like that, but I never. I never took it serious, but I always had the passion. The, it was there. Mm-hmm. I knew that it was part of of what what, what what, I knew it was part of whatever it was that was going on with me while I was discovering who I was. Right, exactly. You, you because know without, this, you music, without home, this music, without this music that these rappers and shit. You don't know. have nothing to dance to. Right, that's a fact. You know what's so crazy about that, though, Broncos? nigga oh we ain't even gonna say where but when you pull up that day to granny house with the with your artwork in that folder and you had yeah. the MS logos in there shout out to the whole gang shout out to the gang I Money seen I on me I seen yo I'm looking at your shit like this nigga could this nigga could draw the same way he could rap rather he might be able to drop it I don't know what's what I think I draw better than I rap. You know, I think because I've been, probably, probably because I've been doing it longer. I've been drawing ever since crayons and color pencils with moms and staying in the lines and going the same way. And so I always took offense to motherfuckers tracing. So I would put a blank page next to whatever it is that they thought that I was going to trace and give you my best version of my mind of that. And that's where the, the skill came in. I just kept practicing. I never got bored with it or shit it on what I'm drawing. I don't like it, so I ain't gonna show you all that. I ain't gonna tear it up, but I'm gonna put it under these other stacks and I'm gonna try it again. So maybe I'll show you number six or number seven. And that was the, de- I never had, I just wanted to be an artist and make cartoons and draw characters and shit. I never had no dreams about being no rapper or no crip or no fudge town or having a platinum record or three or four, or none of that type of shit or having videos and people in Sri Lanka and the Netherlands and Japan and Canada inboxing me and shit like that, sending me shit to autograph and send it back to them and invite me to come to their country and tell me how much they love me and never met me in person and know me Mm -hmm. through my music. That says a lot. That's very humbling in spite of being humbled already. So it's kind of like, thanks, y'all. I appreciate that. And I apologize for my absence um, because the embarrassment of of the shitty deals that we got doing those banging on waxes and rip riders and different shit like that. The embarrassment of that kind of punk my ass, y'all. Let me tell y'all that. Face to face, a hundred and own the whole shit. And that explains partially of my absence. But the music that I'm bringing to y'all right now fills in the void. I give y'all all the whole little spicy little shit from the missing homies and shit like that, dearly departed to the whole little get down wild month. Allow me to reintroduce myself. I've grown since the last time y'all saw. Allow seen me. me to reintroduce myself. The name is Bronco. You heard him? Yeah. Broncologist, man. I'm a whole different, whole different beast. Okay, so let me let me backtrack real quick because you 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 we went from you was you did Catholic uh elementary school. Yeah. So eight you you left from eighth grade, then you went to uh the public school. Public school, right? And then mm-hmm. we tra- but you was already drawing, right? So we transitioned from what. At what point did the LA Breakers? Did you start break that? When did that come into play? That came into play, uh, in the summer, after ninth grade graduation, before setting foot on high school campus around the big kids. So right. within that summer, right there, sh- go ahead, keep talking. I'm finna go get my bottle of water. D&G, Evil E. Keep talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of these type of original hip hop heads, the unique dominoes and you pop and touch. It was a lot of hip hop and rerun off of what's happening. It was a lot of hip hop going on and the culture was thriving and, and it was warm and shit like that. So we going to Venice beach and we seeing these different things and we watching soul Train and you know, all of the different ways that the information of hip hop can get to you. We was getting it in all them different kinds of ways. We okay. watching, we watching the movie breaking, we watching the movie, um, uh, King 65. We're watching all of these different movies and shit like that. We're watching the Warriors, and we we getting influenced by the culture of the different seasonings of these things. So it was natural for the kids in my age bracket to do this kind of shit if you was into that type of shit. And that, that's just what it was. So you would say New York, at that time, New York had a huge well, you know where We know where rap and hip-hop come from. Shout out to the NY, but Absolutely. Shout you out was, to the NY. Without the NY, we wouldn't have hip-hop. We wouldn't have a platform of culture for it to be these multimillionaires and these trillionaires and these billionaires who have made something out of nothing. Facts. That, so you, shout out that, to them. So New York, you would say, had a huge impact on just like LA in general at that time? Absolutely. It's In regards to hip-hop and graffiti and the culture moving, like let's say if it was a, a wave on the beach and hip-hop was that, it comes uh-huh. from there, and it's like a wave on the beach, and it moved all the way through the United States, and all the way around, wrapped itself around the planet, and came back, and it just keep doing that like a reoccurring wave at the beach. Naturally, it does that once it's got started by the fellas. Right, understood. So I went. So, go ahead, go ahead. I'm listening to you, my boy. No, so, so that's my take on it. As far as that go, that's that's pretty much how it came. And at that time, I was in ninth grade. I was graduating from ninth grade. You know, and it was that summer, you know, where every summer the pool open up and, you know, everybody do they, they they swimming pool shit and they pop Warner shit and then they age out of that until you go into the, the leagues where it's junior bantam and JV and varsity and all that type of shit. So it's the age brackets where you transition into, you know, the next level of rights of passage in your age bracket. You graduating with your friends and shit. I was just one of the younger kids that was graduating with the two, two kids that was two years older than me, but I was able to hold my seat. And hold your seat and hold your own. Now, let me ask you this. You did the, you, cause breaking it all, you got high, LA breakers, right? That was a click, a crew. What was, how did, cause you was the last of the last of that bunch, right? You was, a, was you the as last? Of I them? know, I haven't, you know, as far as I know, me and Ela, Eric, Eric, Eric the Barber, shout out to Eric the Barber Taylor, me and Ela, and maybe a few other brothers that's in the city that. You know, we're in our respective corners doing our respective, you know, st- doing in our places of zen, doing whatever magic it is that we possess and shit as far as you know, hip-hop or graffiti, whatever transition it is. Some graffiti zen the artists. You keep the yeah. uh-huh. Some 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 graffiti artists have transitioned, you know, to be great designers and shit like that for other people and made a name for themselves like that. Some have become tattoo artists. So there is a there is a there's a way that hip hop grooms you for what you rightfully are supposed to be because it naturally brings out whatever it is that your passion is. You're gonna find out what you love to do. There's a fact. When you get grown and you too old to paint on walls and shit like that, unlawfully, then you get permission and get paid for it by by advertising yourself as an available artist, the person who advertises and puts up billboards and shit like that. And then that company grows and other artists come to where you are because they not only looking for employment, but they also looking for a chance to display and showcase what they can do as well. So this is a platform that creates itself. Mm -hmm. Unlawful to lawful. Unlawful to lawful. You can't make unlawful no goddamn career. You get too old. You can't make that a career. Right, there's oh. no pension in that. There's no re- retirement plan in that. That shit There's no 401k with- in that shit. You know what it come with, death or jail. Either one, B- either B- the two. You already know. So when, okay, so when did you start rapping? I started rapping about nineteen or twenty, my nigga. I was. Damn. This is how it happened. So, so leaving Fudgetown Town every day, going to the swimming pool at Will Rogers Park is now called a different name and shit. We but at the what- time we was growing up. It was, it was called Bill Rogers. Rogers then it went to Ted Watkins. It was Ted Watkins Park. Yeah. But at that time, you know, that was the closest park to us that had the biggest pool. And so all of the kids from the surrounding areas to that pool, you know, would naturally migrate and get in this pool and do their shit. If right. you can flinch and all of that shit, you're going to be on the diving board in the, in the deep end down there doing your shit, showing out, you know, doing your shit. Right. So eventually, if that if that park has a diving team the diving coach is going to spot certain guys in his swimming pool that possess a certain talent, a certain quality. Okay. Ergo, Puppet was the director at the swimming pool at Will Rogers and he saw different guys like me and Tony Rome from the Franklins and Howie G from the projects. And it was just different guys from different areas that was in the same pool who possessed this featherfoot talent for flipping and shit off the low dive and the tower. We was, we was kind of like the kamikazes. I'm doing triple deck gainers and crackerjack double backs and we giving each other height on it and give each other spring to get. Wait, hold, up on. There. I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know a gainer, nigga, but you, oh, gee, you had to put me on the, what you say, the crackerjack? What the fuck was that? A what crackerjack double back is a half twist off the high dive. It's a half twist to a double back, but it's not, it's, it's you don't come into the water in a dive. You come into to the water feet first and shit, but the complete somersault is what it is. So you're doing a, uh, a, a full twist. so so you're doing, uh, you doing you you actually doing so you doing a three. You doing you a, do the a half twist, twist and double two back. back, double back. Oh and shit! Hit. Oh yeah, hell no, I watched, ain't never hit that. And watch the big <laughs> homies used to be on the swimming pool doing that shit. Ben Montgomery and Al Curtis, my big homie, Al Curtis. Shout out to Ben Montgomery and Al Curtis and Cy Henry and them, the big homies that used to be on the swimming pool. Giving Wait, it, hold on. What, Al? You talk, talking, about Al, talking about Al, Al? Al Curtis. Big Al. Al. Big Al. You talking about uh, Al. You, you, Al, Al. The Al we, the Al we know. Al Shout Curtis to, that cut hair in the backyard. I Shout out to everybody. out. Al. Al, you already... Hey, big word group. to Al, word to the OG Al, man. Shout Robin out Al. Al. Oh. I did that, no bullshit.
1: Al, and all of these don't...
0: things is fact. All of these things that I speak to you is facts, and they can actually be researched. And if I'm lying on any part of it, I own up to that. But I know that I'm not because this is the history and the lineage of where I come from. Hey, so it will be doing Al, the people out... that come from where I come from. Shout out to Al. It'll be doing shout them out with to this Shout out to Al. Shout yeah, out to the shout, shout out to, shout to Granny. Big Day. Oh, my mama, RIP Big Dave. You already know how it is, man. R.I.P. big bad. Dave, RIP Big Guys, RIP Big Fino. Come on, man, if you the already the know what it is, man. Shout all the OG, e. all the 3 oh, OGs man. from the hood. All of them is that's the lineage right there. You already know what time it is. So you, you okay, so So it 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 goes from that. Y'all y'all spent y'all time you was at real Rogers doing your thing, right? And then you were saying so, Go ahead. So mm-hmm. I gotta pass through a couple of hoods before I get to the actual park. The Franklin Let Squares is one of the hoods I got to pass through coming from the direction that I uh-huh. got to come from Bush and I got to pass by the Franklins because it's right there by the park. Because that, and then look, the look, circles on the side. <laughs> look, because that's the safest route for a crib. If I go the other way, I gotta pass by the haciendas and the Bloods and risk getting popped. That right, and that ain't the safest so, route for a crib at that time. Right. It ain't the safest route for, so I gotta go this way. So I'm passing by their house, like right. through their hood. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I meet Freeze and I meet Stone. I meet the guys that's from that part of the hood. You know, I'm, Freeze I'm gonna meet from them. Franklin, right. Right? Yeah, Freeze from the Franklin's, rest in peace. R-I-P. Stone from the Franklin's, half dead. All them, all the Franklin's, shout out to the Square, Franklin Square, watch Franklin Square Crib Gang. Them niggas is, mm-hmm. you could say they're a tiny hood, but they pack a punch. And most of the tiny hoods in our city fuck over shit. So don't get it fucked up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how they able to exist this long And not be rubbed out and shit And non-existent and shit So the rapping started when It started like So you said 19 right now What was the first song What was the first song you remember you made Like on wax though The first one that got recorded Yes And the rest of the world heard it yeah. The first, no, the first song you put on wax, it ain't even gotta be the world. Your homie, whatever you put on wax and your homies or whoever, you let people hear it like okay, I'm comfortable with you hearing my rap skills. Listen to this shit. What was the very first song you recorded in the booth, nigga? A song called Put Him in the Ring. Put Him in the Ring. What was that shit about? Boxing? Squatting? Fucking niggas up. Smashing niggas. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> Understood now at that Fuck, time look fucking, look fucking niggas up smashing them when you see them or getting fucked up and getting smashed when they see you. When they see you smash on sight. Oh, so because it go because it go both ways. It ain't a win on your your team don't win every time. I'm glad my you team, said that. my team my team don't win every time. Nobody team win every time. Feel me? Sometimes we take loss and the loss hurt, you know. It's, it hurt the tender parts of a nigga feelings. This is why it's hard to to, to tolerate the same atmosphere with some motherfuckers that done done that done done thing, that you done been on odds with and shit. It's, it's not easy to share the same room with a motherfucker that that done caused that type of anguish for you and your people. Right. Now, how the how you, you go from that to started rapping at 19? Now, when you fucking did around with my fucking around with my niggas from the Franklin. Fucking around with Freeze and and Half Dead and Stone and Six Pack, rest in peace. All my niggas from the Franklin's was already saturated in the rhyme part of hip-hop. Oh, R.I.P. Six Pack. I didn't know know Six Pack was gone already. Yes, Six Pack died last last year in November. We just lost Six Pack. Damn. Right after Thanksgiving, right before Christmas. R.I.P. him. And what's Six Pack say? Everybody want to kill Six Pack. His Six Pack name was like a hood at one time. (laughs) See? I remember that, <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. The Six Pack, man. I don't like to see no black man lose their life, especially over this gang stuff, man. No, but, uh, Six Pack died of a heart attack. Heart attack, good. Okay, no, well, that's not good. But I'm just saying, like, it's just ridiculous, yeah. man. You know, you know what I'm saying. Now, absolutely. Um, now, um, when? Okay, so how in the hell did you get involved with the whole? Banging on Wax or Nationwide Rip Riders bro because I I get confused with you know first what of all, First of all what is the difference between the Banging on Wax and the Nationwide Rip R- Banging on Wax came first but Banging on Wax was the album right Right Nation- Nationwide Rip Riders Nationwide Rip Riders was the album too but the the title Nationwide mm-hmm. Rip Riders was a fucking it was the it was the title of a song that was in my book Write that down. Explain that. Where did the, It was you had okay, a book. So, go ahead. Okay. okay, so you know everybody got they, they composition books that they write their rhymes in. Whether it's the long yellow tablet and shit that you keep from the pen from the from the from the Bing when you go to the Bing and you got yep. a couple of them, or it's the ones you go to the ninety nine cent store and go grab an eight hundred pages and shit. They got a timetable chart in the back and all this other shit, the metric system and all that, and it's blank pages you can get you right on in the motherfucker. Facts. You write however you write your shit down. Whoever it is that right everybody got their memoirs, their diary. Your rhymes yeah. is in your diary, so to yeah. speak. Okay. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it's like that. So, motherfucker, write his rhymes down in his book, and you, your rhymes have a, a, a name. This song is called this. That song is called that. Nationwide mm-hmm. Rip Rodder was a song that was the title to a song about cripping and being and crips that I knew. You know, a song about niggas I know, cripping and how they do their thing and shit like that. It wasn't, it wasn't the the title of the album or the title of the group, but it became that because the banging on wax was a album that they put together with crips and bloods on it, and the crips and the bloods that was on there, they meshed the songs together. Where I think sometimes they might have had crips and bloods on the same song, and then they may have a crip song and then a the blood song, and it was kind of like a crip's crip's versus bloods kind of thing. And I mm-hmm. saw that, mm-hmm. and so. When it came time to do the banging on wax two, I kind of just sat in the shadows to see how things would go on the banging on wax one and the banging on wax two, so mm-hmm. that I can have a good feel for, you know, is this, um, is this, um, put neon green on and kill me when you see me after this camera's off type of shit. Let me see what the experience of the next motherfucker that's putting himself his neck on the chopping block for this music shit. Let me see how the life how life go. Let me see if I can navigate my way through staying alive through this shit if there's any death involved. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now you you okay. you. You, so so, how, okay. So how did you get? Cause you did, you didn't do banging on wax. But you did you do banging on wax or it was nationwide rip? You did nationwide rip artists for sure. Uh, uh, how, banging on wax two. I was on banging on wax two. Like I two. say, I didn't do banging on wax one because I was I wasn't sure about how it was gonna go. I was if you know it was the first one. So I said you know let me sit back in the shadows and the curtains and just see how it go. I ain't gonna but, get my influence, my input or nothing. I just want to see how it's gonna go. And if it but, go cool and it. And it's it's all right when they do if they if they do a banging on wax two then I get on there and I show them a little some I show them what I got a little bit but so did. when I got a chance to so yeah. look so when I got a to show them what I got a little bit on the banging on wax two on a couple saw me and freeze now when they came time came back around to do the next banging on wax three I was like no nugget no 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 this is what you all need to do. Y'all need to split y'all motherfucking shit in half and do a blue tape and a motherfucking red tape. Put your bloods on the red tape, put your crips on the blue tape. And whoever sells the most copies out of the blue and the red should be the one that's up for the next motherfucking deal. Because I see y'all coming with different little shit to do every time after y'all do one. So since I can kind of see in the future a little bit, yeah, y'all probably going to come back around with a whole nother something. What they do, mm. they come back around with a whole nother something. That's why you had the young soldiers and shit like that. And,
1: you yeah, know, well, different shit y like that.
0: stretching them. Yeah. Okay. Ergo, ergo, my prediction was correct. So, okay, you, didn't so come to us, you didn't come to us and see if we had anything. You knew we did, but you went that way with it. There's, I, I, I really don't know the intricate parts of the decision-making and shit because they kept the smart guy out the room when they was doing shit because they know I was going to question all kinds of shit. Because they trying to take advantage. When the fuck did When did Na- Nationwide Rip Riders came into play after banging on wax one or two or when did that come into play? After banging on wax two, like I say, they was finna try to do a banging on wax three. They wanted to do a banging on wax three, and I was like, "Y'all spinning y'all wheels in the mud, man. I see where this shit going, man. You need to make a blue CD and a red CD. That whatever blood you can get that flies a motherfucker with the rhymes and the mics do they shit and showcase their red rag talents and shit. That whoever got fly rhymes with the with they blue rags that grew up in those providences and those areas that go, that's governed by the blue bandana." Since this is a, a, a CD about the culture of gangbanging and shit, you get the flyest niggas from the different from the different corners of the of the of the of the of the, the, the gangbanging culture, for whatever hood they from. Give a fuck where they from. If they fly with that mic, they shit, nigga. They gonna surface. They gonna show they mm-hmm. What I say, motherfucker. When they ali ali oxen free, like you playing high and go see. <laughs> niggas came out the woodwork. Hey, right, what they run? What was what was? not the low top type because they slip and they slide, but the hot tops the gangsters with the stars on the side. Listen, what, listen to me, man. Your verse on that alone, <laughs> let me tell you, bro. <laughs> hey, you got the classic verse on that. What the hell? What was it like? Look, listen to me. What's up, nigga? What was it like that whole process just recording the whole Nationwide rip Rock. What, what was your experience like doing that whole thing? Because I ain't gonna lie. Let me tell you before you start. It's two niggas that I I promise you. And Bronco, I ain't never, listen to me. Let me tell you something. It's a few niggas, I, I, I listen to rap so much, bro. And I know Crip niggas that can rap, Blood niggas that can rap. Me, listen, you got Bronco, you got Trey D, you got Snoop, you got uh, they, Hey look, wait, stop right they, there. They, they don't add you. me, they don't they don't add me to the list with uh, the rest of the crib. I'm adding you though. Nigga, I'm adding you Fuck them. They I'm adding nigga to my they list. Add, they, don't, they don't add Look, they don't add the loco to the list of the cribs. I don't know, maybe I'm the outcast, the one they don't like. Man, listen, man, look. I'm gonna keep my foot on your neck anyway, cuz. What was your experience like, bro? Just recording, doing the whole rep your, I mean, not the rep your set, because that's later. We're going to get into that. But what was it like doing the whole Nationwide Rip Riders, bro? Because it was different. It was a different time. What was your experience like recording and doing that? That was one of the dopest experiences that I've ever had in my life that helped shape and mold the person that you're talking to right now. Without mm. those experiences right there, I couldn't have Evolved into the person that I am right now. I actually believe that everything that has happened, conceived in my mother's womb, all the way up until right now, is absolutely, I'm supposed to be right here, right now, talking to you right now. Whatever the next move that happens when the planet rotates on its axis, that's what it is. That's what it's supposed to be. Whoever's alive is alive. Whoever have passed away has passed away because they've transitioned to the next step or whatever. And next whatever, round. My mm-hmm. turn to dive in the ground, you know, I, I look at those things like that. So, Nationwide Rip Riders was one of the dopest experiences. Without that experience right there, you wouldn't know who I am and what had nothing to interview me about. I'd just be another nigga from the hood. Nah, nigga, you could. Nobody would good. know. Nobody would. That was, a, that was like the diving board for me to show the rest of the world that was going to listen to that kind of music. That is somebody from the area where they wear brown rags at that got that, Um, mm. mm, understood. We bring more to the table than just the brown rackets where my whole strength, my whole get down was. Who, who? We got, it? we got niggas that fight. We got niggas that play football. We got niggas that play basketball. We got niggas that draw. We got niggas that, you feel me? And they yep. A1 at that shit. We got niggas that shoot too. And they A1 what? at that <laughs> shit. But everybody ain't no, but everybody ain't no motherfucking shooter. Yeah. Everybody don't sell dope. That's a fact. You, you know, feel me? Everybody the Fuddown ain't like that or like that. You can't generalize everybody and categorize us like that. We all have our own significant qualities that make us special and, and, and unique in our own way. the same as anybody in any other hood. That hood ain't made up of no damn dummies. That's a fact. Them is people over there. That's just the area that they come from. That section of the city. That's the team that's gonna fight back. Shout out top, nigga. You already know. Shout out Big Ant. Everybody ain't gonna top. fight that's back. Nigga. Everybody ain't gonna fight back. That's true. Oh, shout out to top dog. It's a return to the Right here, Ant, that's my nigga. The same Word to Big Ant, nigga. That's my nigga, man. You already know what time. Top already know what time it is, man. Top right there for 150. Yeah, shout out to my uh, nigga. He's a hustling he's ass, top, ass nigga right there. You already know, top, man. But look, man, so yeah. now let me, you, what, let me tell you something about top. Go ahead talk top to go back. We go all the way back to now ladies and Johnny struck and match. We go all the way back to now ladies, Johnny struck in the match, and the match went out, type of shit. Me and top, me and top is that's my day one, day one, day one nigga from yeah. kindergarten, first, second, third grade, all that type of shit. Like every day on the block when it wasn't school, it was me and Top Dog and the rest of the fellas. Like, that's my guy right there. There's nothing that I wouldn't do for him, my nigga. Oh me, nothing Where? at all that I wouldn't do for me. We was going to nationwide rip rider shit and all that. Niggas was needing a weed and they different shit like that. I slide on the block and shit because I'm busy doing the music and shit like that. Nigga top gonna throw a nigga quarter, half some shit like that to make sure everybody that's with me cool. Like shout top out to huh? the top dog, my no, nigga. <laughs> hey, listen shout to shout out me. to the Top. Listen, man. Hey, it don't listen. matter what the fuck it is. It don't matter what it is that I need. If I need something, mm-hmm. listen. That nigga top could sell salt to a slug, nigga. He can sell salt to a snail. No <laughs> lie. Top me getting this hustle on man. Damn, can you hear me? What the hell happened? Let me see. Hello, you can you, oh, there we go. Hold on. Let me see if you back in. There we go. Talk about that. I, no, I had right. a phone I was trying to come in. I had to tell him no. i called call them back. So yeah. Me, when you when y'all did when y'all did the nationwide rip riders, right? Because I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm keep it a bean. My two favorite and people be sleep is Bronco and was A1, AWAL was one of the you and A1 was one of the hardest. Niggas sleep A- on AWOL RIP, right? Yeah, AWOL rest in peace, KIP. Kelly Park P- My nigga Compton Kelly. That nigga AWAR wasn't no joke, nigga. Now look, bro, when y'all cause when y'all was shooting all them videos and doing all that, it was people, it was all crips that just came on one accord, or how did that shit work? Because it seemed like in those videos, it was people from everywhere in those videos. It was um, it was a mesh, like it was, it was more than a handful of my homies. And then, you know, let's say you got me and I'm from Fudge Town. Mm-hmm. And you got free from the Franklin. Yeah. And then you got A Wall, he from Kelly Park. Yeah. And you got G and Scarface, both of them from Atlantic Drive. So say so you got 20, I got me. It's me and 20 of my, my niggas with me. Yep. my it's me and 20 of my assholes with mm-hmm. and they got 20 of their assholes with them mm. like Under- that understood now, now let me ask you this and the assholes that don't rap just happen to know each other from being in assholes situations <laughs> together <laughs> so it just went like that that makes sense so, and half of them probably, all of the assholes go to juvenile together, they go to juvenile hall together, LP together, camp together, YA together, jail together, everything together. Where, regardless of you where just, you're from. You just broke it down in basic terms what I just said. The assholes know each other from doing the asshole shit. Now, okay, so we go from not the low top type, but they slip and they slide, but the hot tops with the stars on the stop. Oh, I ain't gonna finish the rest. <laughs> and I'm from East Side. What'd he say? What's up to the homies on the 10 to 5? Get back. Listen, we go from that to how many years later did, did Rep Your Set come? It was quite a few years, probably 15, 16 years, maybe 20 years later or something like that. Wait, Somewhere. Oh, wait, wait, did that, the, the 90 the riots is really, do you think the riots is what caused the banging on watch slash nationwide rip riders' whole? Ordeal? No, because you can't take out the fact that there was a Damu Riders and a Young Soldiers album. And shout out to Brazy, rest in peace and free my nigga Lil Hawk from Crenshaw Mafia while y'all bullshitting. Free that man, R.P.B. Brazy. Shout out to... Man, shout out to my nigga Pops and my nigga dog and Big Wide, the young soldiers and Lil Stretch, and you know. Yeah, thank shout out to Big Wild Sugar Booger too. Them niggas was hard. My nigga sugar booger them is all my guys. And from the day that we met each other in the studio and when it's time for us to, to be there all at one, there was never no friction with any of us. We always made brothers from that day. We admired each other and shit like that. We got one another's phone numbers and we we did our little shit. I done been to places where I done been the only Crip at a Pyro function and ain't never heard the word crab or rickety. Mm. Because, they didn't, because I was, I'm a loved one. They ain't, they embraced me the same as if to treat me with the same dignity and respect as if I was a blood. And no, I didn't bust nobody's eyes with the uncomfortableness of having a bunch of fucking blue on and a sea full of red. But I could have, I had my blue little trimmings, but it wasn't no on purpose shit. It's what I had on for that day. Motherfucker invite me to some shit. I ain't gonna go home and change clothes because I wasn't offending nobody. Everybody that's there know me. My respect, understood. They already know what I'm about. I'm, you know, they know but the homies. I, I'm from really from over there and I'm, I'm good. Right. Exactly. So you you, 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 we we go from that. So you would say maybe 20 years later, we got the, would you, do you say Rep Yo Set is the, that was the newer Banging on Wax or what was that? What you compare it to? That was a, they tried to revamp Banging on Wax with Rep Yo Set or what was it? I would say in my opinion, it would be like banging on wax, reloaded, something like that. Okay, now oh, because because, because it was done on a scale of allowing that whole that one person that got rhymes and whoever it is from his hood to showcase the talent in that part of town and that hood that he come from. If it was the Nutty Blocks, you know, if it was the West Side, nigga, what it do? Mm-hmm. West Side. Nigga, my P. The, the, shout out to the P. Funk. Nigga, them niggas took off on that motherfucker mm-hmm. while you bullshitting. See, right. hip-hop, hip hop, hip, hip hop don't let you be discriminated because you a crip. You can't like blood music, and because you a blood, you can't like crip music. That's bullshit right there. If the right. nigga hard in the arena, have all red on with red contact in and red hair. If he go, he, he go, goes. nigga. He fuck just you hard. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you can't deny that feeling when you hear that music. That's hot. You can't deny what it. The it just no. It. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> M- no, sir. I, not on my watch. I'm, I'm gonna give a nigga his ten if he got ten coming. I'm gonna call a ball a ball and a strike a strike. Yo, shit, what? I'm not gonna be nice about it. Delicate and gentle about it. Okay. Get that out of here, nigga. So okay, so look, look, look. We gonna keep it. We gonna keep it a bean, right? I need your opinion on this, then, nigga, real quick. Kato gave me his opinion, and you know, some people didn't like his opinion, but that's my nigga. his opinion is his opinion. My favorite song, my favorite songs off the, off the rep your set was the West Side Piru song. You already know what I'm asking Look, <laughs> Look, my nigga's from Harlem. My the whole nah. my my dirt my nigga my dirt gang Shout my nigga. Eight eight Shout eight out Kato. Up. Shout out them niggas. Free baseball. What? Yeah. What my nigga shady my, boy. You already know. C low all that. Home street niggas and the nutty block niggas. All right. Okay. And now my one six five niggas did they shit nigga? What eleven eight home street? Come on, both them, Bo Real and them did they shit? Uh. Now, now, what, what was the now when they come to banging on wax? What's the hardest song that came from Banging on Wax? Because me, my, my personal opinion, well, my, my opinion don't matter. What's the hardest song that came from Banging on Wax? Tarula. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, oh, since you said it, I'm going to say my opinion. I think I agree with you on that. That was probably one of the biggest, that shit wasn't no, that, that shit wasn't no joke. Now, look, when you did Rep Your Set, right, they didn't, because I know Katie was telling me, they didn't have y'all in the same room with enemies and nothing like that, right? No. When I, when I, watched, okay. the, when I watched the DVD, I, it they made it look like y'all was all together in one room and just recording and jumping in studio room to room and like everybody was just together, but how did you, how did the Rep Your Set or what was the difference between the Rep Your Set journey and the Banging on Whack I mean, in the nationwide rip-riding for you, because you did both. The rep your set was more like being on high, being in high school, like being on campus, knowing your enemies at school today, too. They just in their class right now while we in our class. If we see oh. each other in the hallway, it's going to be some whole other shit. So y'all better make sure y'all ring their bell. Yeah, they child bell better ring different than our child bell. Cause I'm, I'm, let me tell you some real shit. Every nigga that was there from them different hoods, mm-hmm. they was real niggas from their hood. Like me and the homie, me and the mm-hmm. homies was there clambered up. Shout they out was flammered up, cause we know nigga gonna run into the the enemy goes in this bitch. Nigga, it's gonna be man down and our five nigga. They go to talking that bullshit nigga while we trying to get our hip hop on. It's gonna get all bad. Understood. Come on, my nigga, it's gonna be ugly than the bitch right here. My nigga got real crib. Real blood from different parts of the city in the same building. That's like being in high school, my nigga. Knowing that yo, are just gonna be some shit here. It might we might have to add some new niggas to the list while you bullshit? Mm, understood. Now I, now you was you was originally gonna do that by yourself, right? Now what happened? Yeah. tell yeah. the what what, what 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 happened made was you, I got the, the way they circulate the, the information. You know, it wasn't no internet like that. So right, they would go through the way that they got to me because I ain't know none of them motherfuckers that was producing the shit, the different niggas from the different hoods and yep. shit. We all know each other from being hood niggas and being in the city and shit. I know the home yep. streets. I know the Nutty Blocks, I know the West Side and shit like that. I know yep. the Harlems and shit. You know, it's it's certain, my, my hood and the Harlem has been mingling for years and shit like that with these brown rags and these these blue rags and shit. Homies is kin to each other and got family members from, you know, du- certain, certain niggas got dual citizenship. Righteous. There They grew up in one hood the same amount of time they grew up in another one. They got the same amount of homies from both hoods. They can be either or. They just don't straddle the fence. He no top dual C citizenship. Terms, right. Got, yeah, certain, certain niggas, certain bloods got dual citizenship. You know, they, they from this blood hood and that blood hood. They've been in... You feel me? Same with with, with me. I got dual citizenship. I'm first town, but I'm Franklin Square, too. Because I've been doing... Having... I, you know, the hood's been like that for years since That's we like- was tiny. That's like my nigga Dank. That sounds dead on Dank. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Dank. I love you, nigga. Yeah, that's dead on Dank. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like that, my nigga. Just like that. You know, you got certain clubs and shit that's like that, too. Mm. They got dual citizenship. Some grew up in then the Anthos. Like, Bone grew up in the Anthos, but he got dual citizenship because he's from the Jays, too. But B-Stones, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you, you got a point with that one right there. Certain niggas is- Certain niggas whooping the niggas and shit, and they hunters and shit, but they got ties to the different lands or the millers, of, you know, and they, they got dual citizenship, you know. Shout mm. out to my boys and my crips that that respect the culture. We already know what it is. All so love, y'all. Right, understood. Now, hey, bro. Now, uh, so now let's talk about because you did. Th- that's what's so crazy to me. You did, um, you did both of them. So we're not, we not gonna we're not gonna act like you didn't go platinum on both of them. All three we're not going act we're not gonna act like all three we're not going act like you're not a platinum artist that's what we're not gonna do i'm not taking we ain't gonna act like you went yada you didn't go platinum now roger that appreciate what, that not a problem man what was the problem with the paperwork man because it seemed like some people had some gripes and some issues and the paperwork wasn't right when it came to financial gain with all of this music shit when it comes to the Nationwide rip rodders, the banging on wax to rep your set. Did you have that same experience when it comes to the pay and the paperwork and shit? I did. I did too. Um, the different paperwork and stuff like that that was presented. You gotta first understand this. You're not dealing with, you're dealing with guys that are over twenty one, so of course they're adults. Mm-hmm. But are not all, not 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 adult and mature enough in all aspects of business when it comes to a business that they have no knowledge of. So. What they would do is they understand the elements of the hood and shit. Motherfuckers, is that you come from the element of the group of kids that used to ditch class. So you don't know about this and that. And when you get grown, it's going to be irrelevant to what you got going on. A lot of motherfuckers ain't computer literate because they don't fuck around with the computer. They keep hard cash on them. They the, they the type of motherfucker that won't evolve past the money in the mattress and the money in the shoebox type of shit.
1: You now got you certain get,
0: motherfuckers like that. They, they're accounts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they bank account is in a sock in a shoebox that's in the mattress type of shit. And then you got certain motherfuckers who will evolve with the time so that they can stay current. Well, with that information that you're talking about on that paperwork, that kind of information ain't readily available and circulated in the hood. It is now because you can get it on your phone with Google and Wikipedia and all that. But before that, we talking about never. a time before a time where, them, where, where the only information that you have is get you a lawyer. And the mm. ghetto motherfuckers know that the only lawyer you're going to get that's going to holler at you is a motherfucker that's a public pretender, a public defender when you're going through something. But you ain't going to just go waste no time talking to no motherfucker that's about $100, $200 an hour. He finna entertain your conversation. Ghetto people don't get that privilege right there. That amenity don't come to us like that. You got to have some bread on the wood to talk to a motherfucker and keep the conversation good. So with that being said, the lack of knowledge and information that come with the entertainment business is the same as what Frankie Lyman went through back in the day or what TLC and them went through in their time. It's not the first time that some motherfuckers that went through that, but it ain't the last either because whoever they can catch with they nose in the sand, they're going to do them like that. And that'll be your experience. That'll be your, your ride around the merry-go-round so you'll know how not to do it again if you <laughs> fuck with this Either it'll discourage you. Like I said, that experience pumped me. I didn't want to fuck with this shit no more. Just because of that. Hmm. Hey, fuck you, this Fuck that. Hey. I'm cool. I could do some other shit. I'm smart enough to do some whole other shit. Have a good life and shit. My kids, cool. They won't miss no no Christmases, no, you know, whatever holidays is important and shit that we decide we want to take part in and shit like that. They ain't finna miss no graduations or nothing because I come from the fabric of motherfuckers that's gonna make a way when it ain't no way. I got it. And I, yeah, you know, and I ain't gotta hurt nobody. Nigga got a brain on the top of his shoulder. No, so no, I'm gonna no. figure it out. Now, as an OG, right? You the OG, and I'm yeah. I, I'm looking at you like you know you 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 know how we tapped in. You gang, it is what it is. Now, yes, sir. I got the I got the I got the you know even though I don't gang bang for the people that don't know it, You know we tapped in, right? But Roger that. But always you, and forever. Right, but I, I'm I'm looking at you like you kind of made me just now, because why? you nigga you nigga you. What you mean, why? You gave up when you had fans listening to you. Nigga, do you know? Let me tell you something, bro. I was 19, 18 or 19 when Rep set came out. I was a kid when motherfucking Nationwide Rip Rodders came out. My first favorite rapper in my life was Buster Rhymes. Second was E-Fo. Mm-hmm. You know how, how mad I got when this nigga Buster Rhymes stopped putting out music? That's the same thing. I was pissed off to the mm-hmm. point where, like, what the fuck is you do? What are you why are you not? Bro, I don't care about the the fans, bro. We don't we don't know what's going on behind the scene. The only right. thing we hear is you spitting. Right. So if you're not giving us ism and spitting no more, it's like, what is what what's up with what's up with bro? Like we, you know what I'm saying? We don't know. The outside. I understand. and I, I don't understand exactly what you mean. No, no, I understand. Look at my face. I, I understand exactly what you mean, bro. Yeah, you my, make a nigga hot. My, look, from the deepest parts of my heart, I sincerely apologize. Allow me to rectify the situation. Accepted, OG. Five <laughs> You feel me, love one? It was. It was some things that I had to work out within myself because not only that, but. The loss of the homies that's part of my little nationwide Rip Rider really found I'm losing Big Freeze, one of my best friends, and shit. And then other motherfucking R. shit P. happening. So I kind of just pushed away from the shit to grab a hold onto my own self and make sure I don't lose myself trying to find myself type of shit. I, you know what, OG? It took me to become an adult to understand all of that shit. Because I'm sitting, you know, sometimes so, as fans, yeah, OG, we can be yeah, selfish. Fans could be selfish, bro. Yeah, indeed. You, and you know, what? as a fan, you have the right to be that because I surrender myself to you guys. Mm. I'm in service. I'm in service. I'm in service of you guys. And if I have neglected my post, then I apologize. But I was distracted with some things that was fucking me up from being the best. The best, you, uh, the best tutor that I can be at the time. Hmm. Do, you, do you know why sometimes fans are unselfish though? What people like when y'all put music out in the world, bro. People don't understand that, nigga. You don't know what you don't know what that person was going through when they listened to the shit that you said. A you couple got- casts. I, I. It was a kid that was getting bullied when he was a kid, and he said that the first time he heard when he first heard my music, it was in a car that was passing by his school bus mm-hmm. when he was getting punched on, when he was getting punched on on the school bus and being made fun of. By one of the, the older kids that was on the bus. He mm-hmm. said he went home and he tried to figure out and figure out what the name of the song was so he can mm-hmm. call the radio station. And when he figured out what the name of the song was to called the radio station, they didn't have it. So he had to mm-hmm. go on like he had to go on like like some other means to be able to get to it. And when he got to it and he listened to it first, and then he finally came across the video, he said when he first listened to it, so he heard my voice and it was something by my voice and shit. And he trying to figure out which one of them motherfuckers. I'm like, what's his name? Like, what's his name? And when he figured it out, he like, man, I thought you was going to be like a seven foot motherfucker that was like 9,000 pounds and shit. Mm-hmm. You a tiny motherfucker like Pac, but your presence is like that. And he said, that's how it made me feel because I'm a tiny nigga too. But the big nigga don't fuck with me no more. And I said, mm-hmm. because if that was something that made the Tookie and you come out and make you resist being punked and being bullied. Then I, my job is done. I don't want to encourage nobody to take no bullets and shoot them around the 7-Eleven and kill people. That's not my get down. I would tell you stories about what I know about that from my witnessing it and shit like that. But I ain't gonna encourage you to do that shit inside of my mute. I only right. come with the understanding of of, of what will make you want to do that because I understand how hot and how mad you gotta be in order to resort to that level of of, 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 of meanness. You 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 know what's so what's so funny, Bronco. I don't think because you didn't grow up in the era with social media, right? So, like, social Nobody. media, media kind of let you know how much love you got over the world. Like, back in your time, you had to actually travel to that state, yeah. perform, yeah. and let people see, and then you, oh, people know my lyrics? Like, type shit. So, yeah. I don't think... Yeah, people that don't even know English, they know my, my English lyrics to this music right here. So. then... I- China, or they in uh, Vietnam, or they in uh, Sri Lanka, or they in the Netherlands, where they speak Dutch, or they in Russia, you know, and they, damn, Bronk, where your music at, man, when the next video coming out, and and I'm like, damn, I feel like I'm robbing them of a treat or something that they need, like a part of their motherfucking shit that go in their lunch bucket and shit for at work, and if I don't do my job as far as what I love to do, then I'm cheating the motherfucker that's actually a fan of the shit that I do. Because so I didn't come into the I didn't come into the realization of that until I a, a total stranger walked up to me and shit, which was what, what a fan is, and I'm a stranger to you, but you know me through my music and shit mm-hmm. and told me how important it was he had grew up on my music and shit like that. And my music actually, me and the homies' music and shit kept him out of a lot of certain situations and shit that he would have otherwise been foolish and made fucked up decisions. But paying attention to shit, I'm like, man, I you know motherfucker that don't like it for every motherfucker that like it is 10 people that don't so for the 10 people that don't like it then it wasn't meant for you and I didn't mean to offend you at all I was only trying to reach the people that I'm trying to reach the crowd of people that I know gonna pay attention to me well you you, you know what's so funny you said that is because uh, I think that your generation and that era and just even with the the, the nationwide Red Brothers banging on wax rep your set Y'all never got to see how much of an impact that y'all had on the whole LA City, bro. Yeah, the one thing that I always say is this, and that is, you you did us a disservice by, you know, the the shitty-ass contractual shit, but the the worst, the worst, worst, worst thing that they ever did was is that they robbed us of the interaction with our fans. You never gave us no Mm. fan mail. You never gave us no... Mm. No indication that the world was trying to reach out and, and say something to me so that I can write back and say it's cool I appreciate you I couldn't, I couldn't write you back because I didn't know you was right there because the people, it was somebody in between me and you were keeping us from having a relationship. Hmm. Yeah, because one Bronco I'm not gonna lie to you OG. That nationwide rip brothers came out and when you said that verse that came out in what year. Let me tell you, let me tell you how much of an impact y'all had so you can try to understand. That shit came out in 92, OG. Young Bron. I was born in 87. 88, 89, 91, 92. You know how old I was? How in the, I'm 33 years old right now today. And I know your whole, I can recite all your lyrics, OG. That's a that's a motherfucker. Do you know how crazy much crazy. impact y'all had though? I can recite your whole listen. Everybody with the coldest verse. Everybody that was hard from Rep Your Set to Nationwide Rip Riders to banging on Wax, bro. I know who they are. Man, you know how much. You know how much listen to me. Let so, me tell you, let me tell you. F all of that. I'm finna give you who the hardest niggas. I from that. From all of that. You got B Brazy. you got Bronco, you had Red Run, you had Big Y, you had A Wall, and Sugar Booger. Sugar Booger came into play a little later though. And then we, ain't, we ain't gonna talk about we ain't we not gonna talk about how Bloody Mary tow up R I P tow up the whole nobody know that was a woman that was killing on the Paru Love the first verse. Nini X, my dog. Rest in peace. She was what, bad as a motherfucker on the know, mic. oh, you know do- oh, OG, you You know how you was a student of hip-hop? <clears throat> I, yeah. I'm a student of hip-hop, nigga. Roger that. Regardless Roger that. Of what you talking about, whether you talking about you from a gang, whether you talking about you this, or whether you talking about you that, I mean, I'm i listening to how, how well you put your words together. Thank you, brother. Thank all you. my people that, all my generation that was beside me, we was reciting y'all shit. We was reciting y'all some... shit in high school, nigga. I graduated in 2005, OG. I'm gonna give you, new I'm gonna give you some new shit to recite. To recite, I'm gonna two. give you some new shit to recite so you can stick your chest out and be good. Stick your chest out like a rooster early in the morning. Oh. <laughs> Listen to me, man. Y'all don't get it because y'all never got to see Y'all, I'm going to tell you this much. And I'm going to leave it at this. Why the hell you think y'all went platinum every time? Nigga, one time platinum is a million records sold. That's a million people that bought y'all shit, bro. Yeah. Nigga, listen to the impact. You You got niggas today that don't don't go platinum. I ain't even looked at the streams lately and shit. I don't know, it's over a million streams and shit on all three of them albums too. I ain't, mm-hmm. you know what the funny part about this is? The creative mm-hmm. blessed nigga with so many different types of gifts and talents, bro. I got a million of them motherfucking albums in my whisk, bro. They ain't hurt nobody, but they own self because they can't get no more from where it came from. Mm-hmm. Now I get to just frolic and all of the shits. Mm. Understood. Understood. And like I, I was, this was my look. This was my playground already. I already been master on the on the mini on the motherfucking monkey bars in this shit already in this genre of music. I know how to fuck with the swings and the monkey bars and the merry go round in here. I'm good. I'm I'm familiar with the playground. Hmm. Understood. And you know, you know, for me, bro, it, it's so. It make me upset to see how. These 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 labels and these record owners and whatever owners how when they every time paperwork and contracts wait, wait, come up to display, cut you up, wait but. wait wait not to cut you off I remember you asked me just a minute ago like what was the first song that I recorded Yeah the first song that I recorded was Put Him in the Ring but the first song that got out in the world that the rest of the world heard before during the banging on waxes and all of that shit Yeah was a song that I did with True Blue with Kiki Lo from autumn shout out to my nigga shout Kiki out to Kiki Lowe Lowe. From Okay. On the True Blues, on the True Blue CD, the N.O.T.S. shit. It's a song called "I'm on a motherfucking come up" with me and him and H Bone, and we took off on that motherfucker. That was the first song that got out uh. in the world where niggas was playing it in their cars and shit like that. And this is how other niggas knew that I had rhymes to even consider me. Because only Freezing them knew I had rhymes. The rest of the world didn't know I had rhymes until I started hitting Project Blow in La Park and nailing niggas in the cipher where I started meeting Volume 10 and AC Alone and the mod and Baby S and different MCs from all over and shit, exhibiting and all that. We mingling and shit in the ciphers at the Good Life and shit on Exposition and, and Crenshaw and shit back in the day and shit. So I done pounded the pavement and paid my dues and showed up and caught the bus, way from Wash, from Fuzz Town, all the way over here just to. Get down with you guys, whether wait, it was breakdancing or whatever. Yeah. You was yeah. The- wait, not- hold up. Hold on, hold on. Let's, back- Let's-, <laughs> Let's backtrack. Yeah. You saying baby S, the one that corrupt be shouting out and shit, right? And you was in a cypher with My exhibit. Name. Hold on. You was you was in the you was doing cipher with exhibit and all of that. Man, AC alone, volume 10, all everybody come from if you from LA. You got to go through Project Blow for motherfuckers for your name to ring a bell. You got to hit Venice Beach. You got to hit these places where other MCs is at. If you're a graffiti artist, you got to go to the places where the KCCs and the K-dubs is at, where the the Troubles is at, where... Motherfucker, you got to go where your people get down and so the people that get down in the situation and and is good at the shit that you are good at know that you're... They can add you to the list of the greats and that shit right there. Otherwise, nobody knows who you are. You got to show yourself. So you... That, that that that's the that's in the time when there's no social media when you have to get out there, and yeah, and, and where the network radio, and where the radio advertise it where the radio advertise it at a, at a certain location at a certain time. So niggas got their ear to their fucking radio, listening to where the DJ finna tell you that the meetup is. Mm, understood. Hey, times are just look, talking real, look real. Look real underground shit. Understood. Hey, that t- times was just totally different back then, right? Now, Absolutely. you went from you got the art LA breaking, f- nationwide rip riders, rep your set. And then now you you do you work in engineering, right? I do mechanical engineering for the union and shit. I've been working in the union for probably the past 6 7 years and shit. My younger brother teaches uh, mechanical engineering and shit portions of plumbing engineering and we'd be building enormous structures shit like the staples center the luxury high rises that are across the street from the staples center here in la and shit the circle building um the ram stadium that's in inglewood and shit we worked yep. on that so we'd be working on all type of shit but it'd be big ass shit extensions to colleges and schools and shit like that so yeah yeah nigga, fuck with the engineering and the, the orange vest and the hard hats and the, and the and the and the work boots and all of that shit with the heavy equipment, heavy duty, cranes and all that type of shit. Let me ask you this, bro. Do you do you experience because I mean it's no coincidence as to how you ended up with a job like that? Because we it starts from the beginning. All of the education and everything that you got from the beginning, it eventually kicks in at some point in your life, right? That's just the resource. way I see it. It becomes now. Do you ever get because you are what you are now? We're not going to say everybody on Banging on Waxes. It's probably a bunch of niggas on Banging on Waxes that's still alive right now that got it going. But I don't know. It's some that don't. But do you feel, I'm going to say, I don't know even. it's not even, is it survivor's remorse? Or do you feel some type of way because you are what you are? You don't need nobody. You don't need none of this. You don't need it. Do you feel some type of way being on a different level from everybody that you left behind? No, because everybody got the same amount of eight hours in a day that I got. If you do whatever you do in your eight hours, that's your that you you can reap the benefits of that, you know, that day or on Friday or however you set that shit up for yourself. You know, what I do with my eight hours in a day is my business, and whatever I'm able to get out of that, if it's a tangible dividend, you can't be mad at me for what I'm able to do with what I'm able to get out of what I did. And I can't be mad at you. You decide to sit there for eight hours and do nothing but ask for coins at the fucking liquor store so you can get a beer. That's what you're gonna do for eight hours. I probably give you two, three dollars when I come out the store after I done got my eight hours in and made my three, four, five hundred dollars for the day. Understood. I ain't Let- gonna, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna beat you up about it or nothing. I'll try to give you some words of encouragement if you ask me about it. I give you all the info on what you need to know, but it's like I can't. You can only let certain a certain amount of niggas cheat off your homework before you get tired of doing that shit. Mm. <laughs> nigga, you got ah, books man. at home. Ah, you know, oh, you man. Got, you, you got books at home and shit. You do your homework, nigga. Because when it's time to take the test, you can't sit next to me on Friday and take the test and cheat off my test. Mm. Okay, now I know because I know you probably What know. if I don't come to school Friday? You fucked. Mm. What if I don't come to school on Friday? You fucked. You got a point. Now, now I know you probably got shit to do before we at wrap some it up. Gotta, mm-hmm. at, at some point, you got to be independent and shit. I can't sell all the weed for us and shit and then split what I made with you. If I stand outside and sell all the bags and then come in the house and split it with you, that's the same as me going to work every day and you stay at home. And then when I get my check on Friday, I come to the house and split it with you like you got up every morning, too. Like you was actually do putting that in then. the work. Right. Okay, so... Where, we right. do that, where, they, where, where they do that at, but where the fuck do they do that at though? Like whether you make minimum wage and whatever that is, if you li- able to live within your means and your budget or whatever, whether you make $48 an hour or $56 or $67 an hour, $200 an hour, like a paralegal or a lawyer. Sometimes they make $500 You know, you determine, if you create a job for yourself, then you determine how much money you make an hour. This is, cr- understood, understood. Now, let me ask you this, because I know you, you probably got shit to do today. I don't want to hold you up too, no, but, but before we this close. Day, up, this is one, look, this is one of the things that I got to do today. So I'm going to do this till I ain't got to do this no more, then I'm going to go to the next thing. Go, go to the next one. Okay, so, so let me ask you this then, because you, you you got, you, you've you been working on new shit, right? What's going on? Yeah, I've been on? working on new shit. You had, uh, I seen a video on your page with June, and y'all had, I seen, shout out to Phil too, because I seen Phil in the video. I seen, yeah, shout um, out to Flutter Money Records. So, yeah. Me and the homies in the hood, they, you know, the homies, my, my younger generation. Shout Peanut, out to Ken Rock, too. Shout out to Ken Rock, shout out to yeah. Top Dog, shout out to Peanut. shout, out to, goes, Dolo, the CEO. shout out to Dolo, shout out to J Cinco, shout yeah. out to Quan Don, Cinco, shout out to Kelly, yeah. shout out to All My Mafia. Shout out to the of Mafia line. This is all my youngins and shit that grew up under free the Bo, free bow, free, free loafers, loafers, and all that. Yeah, RP Slim, everybody. Yeah. Everything. Shout, out, Big my yeah. All that, man. Shout yeah. out my nigga Hip. I can't to my get mafia. my nigga hip. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah, free the mafia. So you know, I'm from FTM and FTM naturally stands for Clow mm-hmm. Town Mafia, but mm-hmm. I'm I play with words and I've been playing with words since I was a kid. So when you put for the money in there and it don't say forest town mafia no more that's for the money records when you put feed these monsters in it it's it's a clothing line it becomes a t-shirt situation When mm. you put forever touch a million and shit like that in it it's me playing with words and you know to, to give other people the audience an idea of what you're supposed to do when you playing with your words to transition that sit to the next level or whatever it's going to be it don't have to stay a gang it can go to a corporation status where the homies become employees and start Definitely and future stockholders and shit like that. But it got to start somewhere. You, you have a model, you have other corporations and entities that already have a structure like that. Well, look at your hood like that. Everybody possesses a specific quality. Some people are salesmen and great salesmen and they have customer service qualities and shit like that. Some motherfuckers is thinkers and they problem solvers and shit like like that, and other motherfuckers are the doers and shit that actually carry out certain things. You gotta put everybody and help everybody get to the place that they're comfortable doing what they do, so that it don't seem like work to them. Understood. I got you. Understood. Hey, you, you, you know what's so funny? Because the only thing I didn't see you do, like from your hood, I what was you on? You didn't do that whole gang wars thing, did you? No, but they did some, some little gang land little interview type shit and all that. The gang war shit was just some shit that I, I just didn't gravitate to. I wasn't I wasn't disenchanted with it, but I didn't feel like it would be authentic and shit like that in regards to just you know how some interviewers and shit they'll ask you they'll ask you questions and shit like that and try to you know it'll be like a witch hunt and shit like that. They'll ask you mm-hmm. compromising questions that you gotta respectfully decline and almost get an attitude with them. And if you're in the same you're in that company and shit, it'll make you want to slap the shit out of them because. My well, nigga, do you work for the Fed secretly or something? Because you asking me, you know, internal hood affairs and shit that I can't comment on. Why would you ask me some shit? You know, you ask me. I, I, I appreciate questions. you being the type of move that interview a person and keep all of the things clean on the wood, bro. Shout out to you and your journalists and your and your things that you're trying to do. Much I, success, I, to you. I, I, like, I appreciate you, Bronco. You look, bro. I'm I'm really from the land, bro. You you know, I, I listen. I'm around real niggas, like I'm around real street niggas. I. I don't know how to ask them questions. You know what I'm saying? I'm with, around niggas that didn't fall cases come home from the pen, beat case, all type. I don't, you know, so I would never disrespect you and ask, you no, DJ Vlad or Adam 22 type. We not doing, man, we not doing none of that. Yeah, we, shit. we not real doing shit. none of that, bro. That's that, that's not my ordeal, man. But I got right, a question right. for you. Because sure. you know, I, I, I got to go edit up some more videos too. But before we close it out, right? I need you to tell me and this, this, this real critical right here. Cause you, you got a lot of knowledge and we gonna you know we, I'm gonna chop it up once this we're gonna talk once this is over with. We don't right, even if this if we don't fuck about no goddamn interview, we're gonna chop game because yo I'm gonna pick your brain as an OG if you don't mind. I'm coming, you know, you know me, I'll come pull up and sit down on the couch listen, and lay it out for you. It ain't no nothing, problem. Oh, listen, look, I'm gonna pick your brain, right? So what is it that you could tell the the the, the, the young the young OG because some of these youngsters, bro, they look at they look at some of the y'all OGs, they look at some of the banging on wax, they look at some of the reptile set, and they feel like it's been glorified, right? And you a person that's right. experienced all of this shit, you experience losing homeboys, losing this homies going to jail, and all of this. What do you tell these young these young dudes? that just want to join a gang and just want to just go shoot up what do you tell them like what advice could you leave for them the first thing that i would say in any situation of any of any degree it's not what you do it's Mm -hmm. how you do it okay and i mean be the slickest nigga to get away with a drive-by that's not what i mean at all Mm -hmm. it's how you bang it's you have you there's it's you have to It's not so much as the olive branch, but it's the kind of class that you can't get in school, man. It's etiquette, it's decorum and shit like that. You ain't gotta be the flyest crip or the flyest blood or the hardest one or the one with the most squabbles or the dominant one in the crowd or the one that show out and act up all the time. Just be who you is from wherever it is that you at and be comfortable being that person. A banging is a state of mind, a state of when I gotta fuck you up because all other, Uh, resources have been exhausted and i don't have no other choice but to you. don't necessarily mean don't necessarily mean that i'm from a gang a motherfucker that ain't never banged in his life can go into bang mode and get in a rage and start tearing some shit up because he's pissed off to the highest point of the festivity that's banging that's when motherfuckers are shooting up shit come through, slide through there, knock a nigga down at the hamburger stand, and it's somebody little brother. And the nigga who little brother it is, got three or four homies who love his ass to death like brothers. Every last one of them niggas gonna feel his energy. Every last one of them motherfuckers gonna try to figure out how to best kindle that fire and rub that motherfucker the right way, and not in no punk-ass kind of way, but damn, you my nigga, and I feel your pain, my nigga. Mm. Everybody don't always retaliate. Some niggas get killed, nobody slide for them. That's true. Hmm. That bring a different kind of reality to this shit. When you get mm. killed in the middle of your hood and nobody slide because you was out doing some fuckery. You got yourself killed. Got your head knocked off on your own because you was hard-headed and didn't listen. Mm. Niggas ain't supposed to risk his freedom and his ass and all that. His livelihood and his position and life and shit because you got your motherfucking ass killed. Mm. Stop doing dumb shit. That's my advice. Dumb shit is punk shit. And when you're accustomed to doing punk shit, it's regular to you. You mm. ain't punk shit no more. This is normal. It's normal fuckery. Hmm. Shenanigans. Hmm. Hmm. Understood. So so at the end of the day. You got to think about this, bro. There's some motherfuckers that ain't never even considered the playing field. The playing field ain't even. You got motherfuckers that was in the womb when their mothers was still smoking dope. They didn't stay in their mother's stomach. The motherfuckers came out the womb and they had a, a first year that they was alive and now they 30-something. And they was born with a chemical imbalance and there's a bunch of These are the kids that our kids have to share the classroom with. The motherfuckers with Tourette syndrome, with short attention span, you know, attention deficit disorders and shit like that. Okay, And they have to find a, a, a tolerance, a, a level of where they can actually exist in the same room with these motherfuckers and not be in fear of their life or their safety because them type of kids trip out because they imbalanced already, chemically, naturally. Their DNA oh. is off balance and shit. They might certain chromosomes and shit like that. So when you add fuel to the fire, it's a toxic elixir and it fucks up your, your judgment. You have impaired judgment off the dribble because you already a, a cocktail waiting to happen. So when you start smoking blunts. And you too powder and you take motherfucking lean and the motherfucking pills and all that bullshit that you be having. That's like a put all that shit in one motherfucking two liter bottle and shake it up with no Mentos in it and see what that shit look like. That's what's going on in your ass when you decide to make these fucked up ass decisions that fuck up everybody's reality. Hmm. Hmm. When you encourage when you encourage nigga's daughters and shit to do threesomes and shit like that and, and they go over the edge with the shit fuck. But you... Damn, what happened? Yo, shit ran. Damn, can you hear me, bro? Okay, there you go. You back. There we go. Yeah. It's shit like that that motherfuckers be looking the other way on and shit. You know, the, the, the music nowadays be encouraging the kids that it's cool to be a junkie. It ain't cool to be no motherfucking junkie holding them styrofoam cups and shit, and whether we can see what's in it or not, the the, the implication, what it implies that's in the cup is what's fucked up, because that's what's fucking you up. Mm. You take it of your own free will. You choose to do that. You can respectfully decline the same way you don't do the other But to do that, in your opinion, is cool. Since when it been cool to be a junkie? Mm. They never to be a junkie. Not a nobody generation. Snitching a junkie is the most glorified motherfucker in the music and shit today. Tell on somebody, you first 48 a motherfucker, yeah. And you on dope, you can use being on dope as an excuse why you first 48 on a motherfucker. Bullshit. How many niggas you killed, how many real shits you done did and all that once you snitch, all that real nigga credibility is out the the fucking you are no longer a real nigga once you do fuckery. Well, you know what, Bronk? The times that we living in today, the shooter is the snitch at the same time. So you got you got killers that's telling and they going back to their hood, and the regular motherfuckers are scared of them because they shoot. They still shoot you. No, <laughs> it like, ain't even that. I'm gonna tell you why. Because mm-hmm. everybody has a voice. Cause the difference okay. in everybody and and regular motherfuckers is that in the ghetto, money is your fucking volume. Okay. How much money you got determines how loud your voice is and you can be the dumbest nigga in the room. The smartest nigga in the room can be broke, but ain't nobody gonna listen to him because he ain't got no damn money. He ain't got no But money. He, the, he the fucking but he the Einstein in the fucking room, though. Mm. Hmm. So because he don't got no money, what he's saying don't make no sense? All right. Let me know how that shit work out for you then. Because when you <laughs> run out of money, you're going to need some more. <laughs> nigga ain't gonna, you, nigga gonna always add to his smarts. He ain't gonna run out of smarts. But see that that's that's the problem, bro. Right? Like what like okay. People when you in the gang or when you in the streets or when you in this and that, people think it's not cool to be smart. Niggas a laugh at a nigga just for being a, a just for being a nerd, just for being a nerd. I don't I don't understand. What's so wrong about being smart from the hood? Well, I just happen to be one of them nerds that can fight and I shoot. So you had to other. go through that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> understood, man. You, hey, if being smart—if being a smart nigga is considered a nerd, then all right, I'm a nerd, it is but i will beat your ass. Yeah, oh, you got action. At a, you got action at a fair one. If you got fights, then you got action. Come on with it. But see, bro. Be what it's gonna be, so come on with it. But it goes back to what you were saying earlier, what you just said earlier. You are a person that you're comfortable with yourself, and you could be yourself, but also some people that be themselves, you find I'm gonna just say this much whenever you be yourself, I don't give a damn who around you gangsters, squares, gorillas. Killers, hyenas, apes, lions, tigers, alligators—they gonna respect you for who you are, for who you, for you. That's the that's you could be the weirdest the best, nigga that's on facts. That's a fa- listen. Whenever, especially street niggas. That's what I learned. Street niggas taught me, bro. One that they they confirmed it, nigga. You be yourself. Street niggas do not, gang members, they don't respect niggas that's yeah. not being themselves. Real niggas that's out here active, they can see straight through you. Like, no, he ain't built like that. Nigga, why are you acting like that? And They don't respect it. So what you said was, yeah, I, I think in the hood, that's the most important. Nigga, be yourself. Nigga, if you a square, be a square. Yeah. gotta be yourself. Be yourself. You, that's the only way, that's the only yeah. Can't nobody be you like you. And then look, you ain't got no business taking no niggas that ain't no shooters to do no shooting. Anything. You don't know, have no business doing that. That's the guy that's not a shooter that get took on a shoot, Can he's the n- one that's probably gonna tell because he's not built for shooting. Why would you bring him anyway? So you fucked up when you took him with you. Yeah, you, you fucked up. You fucked up when you took him with you. You know how to take him. You should have said, Johnny, get the, the fuck, fuck, fuck out of the car. What is you doing? Get this. Get your ass off like, the car. Going like, out? You ain't going like being a bank robber and shit. Bank mm-hmm. robbery sound fun as a motherfucking all that. I would love to go on a bank robbery and shit and yeah. get away with it. But I'm not built for the not get away with it part and all that and all that and the whole little shit. So I ain't no bank robber. But the bank robbers that I know, they ain't finna let me go just cause I'm Brock. Brock, stay your motherfucking ass here cause you don't know nothing about bank robbery. You don't know nothing about, no know. about this. Right. Exactly. My <laughs> point exactly, my nigga. <laughs> Now, let me ask you this, man, so I can close out, man. You know, I got to go edit this shit now. What? Tell the people what you got coming up and where they can find you at, like your social media and what you got going on like right now as far as with the music or anything you could have or anything you want the people to go out and support and buy. What is it? Let the people know. Okay, so first of all, my homies in my hood, the different branches in the hood Forest town. You got For the Money Records. Yeah. I got Feed These Monsters as a clothing line. Mm-hmm. got Forever Touch a Million as a clothing line. And we got Freedom Mafia, Funky Tribe of Misfits. It's a bunch of different things coming. So you guys can go into my my Instagram page is the Broncologist, Bronc the Great. You can go on there and go through the pictures and shit and see the different shit, like what you like and shit like that. Feel free to tap in the messages and shit and order some shit if you like and all of that shit. I make all that shit right here at the house you know, hand-done and all of that shit, crafted authentic bronchologist shit, you know, 1975 shit and all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, the music that I did, the music, the one song, two songs that I did just right now recently that's coming out is uh, one song called Same Team, and it's with June Dog from Denver Lanes featuring me, Bronco, When it's on Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, and all that. We just patching together the video and everything, getting a little bit more footage so we can put that out there too. So you can go find that and grab that and shit. Me and June all take off on that. And it's Red and Blue Make Green. We on the same team. And then a song that I did with one of my Japanese Laos partners and stuff that live in Eastside Long Beach, named L Bun, featuring Bobby Jr. And it's called Hustle Champ. And it's on iTunes, Spotify, and Pandora and the other platforms. And the video should be on YouTube too. Y'all go check that out. That'll be much appreciated. Cause I got all my, my coins and my my I's my dotted and my T's crossed. So mm-hmm. whatever money's come now, It's It's coming to you. It's supposed to come to you. It's coming. It'll come to me, now. Okay, guys. So, y'all, and I I just got to add one thing, bro. If y'all, anybody that need artwork, you need cover art, you need album art, you need logos, you need anything, go holler at Bronco. Bronco, Bronco, listen to me. I'm not lying. I'm not saying no cap. Just be saying it. When I say This nigga artwork is off the chain. This nigga artwork is off the chain. You need designs for merch. You need anything. Go holler at Bronco. Bronco gonna get you right. And that's just what it is. And I want want to say I thank you and I appreciate you for coming on my platform, OG, because you didn't have to take the time. Pleasure
1: Pleasure was all mine.
0: I look forward to being a guest soon. Come on, bro. You're man, we listen, man. We we finna get it in. We gonna, we going man, we gon' gonna leave. We tapped in already, OG. And I just want to so say- be looking for so we looking for us, uh, same team, be looking for Hustle Champ. Them yeah. tools are out right now on all the platforms, and then I got an EP that's coming and shit with a with a special tribute to Nipsey Hustle on there. Yeah. And um y'all in for a treat, man. It's a song on there called Sensational. Mm-hmm. saying a song on there called uh Batter than Bruised. Uh yeah, you're gonna get a borrow. I feature Minister Farrakhan on one of them. Oh, Tavis shit. Smiley on another one, you know. The bronchologist is a different kind of beast now. So oh you got Tavis. wait, wait, you got cause you is Muslim. You got a fair you said you got uh um uh, you Farrakhan. got the minister and you got uh Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley though, gee, I ain't seen him in years. I, I got a few, <laughs> I got a I got a few, I got a few treats for 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 the audience for the fan base. Like it's some it's some only this nigga can pull that type of shit off. Understood. So look, I know some I know some Crips that's in their 70s that's still dressing Pendletons and riding low riders and shit. <laughs> look, A lot of niggas don't know do no Crips like that. When you look, Bron, when you drop the new shit, let me know. Anything you got, OG, I'm gonna go repost it on my page. You gotta make sure this shit ain't on private. I'm gonna repost it on my page, I'm gonna reshare it, and I'm gonna promote it as much as I can and do whatever I can. On my end. But I just want to say before I wrap it up, I thank you and I appreciate you, OG. And, Much and, love. and same here. And we're gonna we gonna link up. We're gonna chop it up after this. This whole week. we we're gonna chop it up, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up and then I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna edit this video and I'm gonna try to put this shit out shit by in the next couple of days. You feel me? The first clip. I, that, my nigga. I put I put them out in part. So that first clip, I'm gonna try to put that out in a couple of days. And I just wanna say thank you and I appreciate you, OG. Anytime, my nigga. I appreciate you as well. It's a reflection of you right here. It's all love. You already know, man. I'm finna end this, but I'm gonna hit you up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, let the video do what it's gonna do. Save it and shit. and I'm gonna hit you later on, OG. All right, tap in, my nigga. Thank you. I appreciate you, bro. Yep. Anytime, bro. You welcome. Easy call. Be my careful out here. Yep. Yes, sir. You do the same.